I only know one way. That's the Padre way. I'm proud as heck to be a San Diego Padre. I played for one team. I played in one town. Smith is ready. Win waiting to pitch. There's a drive. Right center field. Base hit. And there it is. Ho-ho. Doctor. You can hang a star on that, baby. A star for the ages for Tony Gwynn. Number 3,000. And welcome back, everybody, to a very special post-series clinching edition of the 5.5 Podcast. I am your host, Danny Ortiz, live at the LeBou Ranch with my best buddy, Eric LeBou, and uh, our oft-mentioned but never-seen cousin, AJ Vera, is here. We have a special guest with the Laker game on in the background. Eric, my God, what an evening. Bro, I can't believe it, dude. I can't believe it. Yeah, AJ's sitting here. Uh, he's got a mouthful of wings right now, and uh, he's got the uh, NBA Finals, so I don't think he's going to say anything, but... Uh, what a great fucking day, dude. When this series started, <laughs> when this series started, I thought we were fucking toast. Absolutely. And as soon as Lamette walked off that mound in San Francisco, I was like, that's it. We're done. Like, Clevenger's done. Lamette's done. We're done because we have, to de- we have to depend on Chris Paddock, and I didn't think he would have it. And then that first game, he comes out, lays an egg, and I thought we were toast, dude, but... Uh, after that first game, we started playing with house money, and you know, before you know it, we turn around and here we are, about to go to Arlington to play the Dodgers. Yeah, it was... I can't believe it. I can't believe it. What uh, a ride the last uh, seventy-two hours. Yeah, have been because you're right, Mister uh, Crispy Haddock went out there and shit the bed. Surprise, surprise! Who would have saw that coming? Uh, and then uh, we lose badly. We play bad baseball. Davies goes out there and does not pitch well at all. I didn't know this, but the Cardinals apparently were right up there with the Padres as far as teams with uh, the lowest swinging strike percentage on balls down in the zone, which is where Davies lives. And they were laying all uh, laying off all, all of his stuff, and they got out to a 4 nothing lead on him, so I'm thinking, well, in the words of my great godfather, this bitch is over. Yeah, and man. then all of a sudden, Tatis hit that three-run home run, and here come the boys. Yeah, man. It's incredible. And we're going to have a little bit of a different format today. Yes. Because uh, what we're doing is I'm, I'm putting out on Twitter, uh, we want to get people involved. So I'm putting it out. Hey, I mean, I have to know you well enough because the voicemail line that we put out every week, <laughs> it's Google Voice. It's not my actual phone number if you haven't, you know, if you can't tell. So I put it out there. Hey, anyone want to come on? Let me know. If I know you well enough, I'll give you my phone number. You can get right on because I want to hear what people have to say. So if we pause throughout the recording, it's live, well, live to us. Yeah. I don't know who's going to end up calling and who's not, but as my phone rings, we're going to get them on. So uh, it'll be kind of a different experience. I wish there was a way that we could do it live. I heard that uh, through Podbean, I think it is, um, you can go ahead and get the uh, you can get a live streaming, but we're not on Podbean yet. I don't think so. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see who wants to call in and uh, who wants to give their reaction to the Padres winning that postseason series, dude. Again, when I think of that series, all I can think about is what if we were there? What if we were there packing Petco Park, screaming, losing our voices? You know, it's just like it, it hurts so bad that we weren't able to be there. But goddamn, it was fun to watch, even if we were at home watching and screaming our heads off here. Dude, that parking lot. Um, I heard the first day was really tough, and I think part of it is because it's a 2 o'clock game. You're trying to watch the screen, um, and it's the first time out, so God knows how that's going to work. But yesterday, and we had some we had some rasa on the ground, yeah. some some boots on the ground, and the videos and what, what we got back as far as, you know, the atmosphere and the vibe, the vibe, people going 98 all over again, baby. Yeah. Just people absolutely more than 12 Padre fans absolutely <laughs> rocking the parking lot apparently the players could hear it Tatis was uh 
on a, a really fun interview. They, they turned the lights off on them. Yeah, I saw that. On LV Network. But you can hear the fans towards the end. Somehow they got close enough. Of all the scream, people to yeah. turn the lights off. Huh? I know, right? If you could turn off El Nino. But um, even that, I think they mentioned, and you can hear fans towards the end of the interview cheering, and he acknowledges them. It's, uh, it is a bummer uh, that we can't be there. But if you're willing to risk it, you can go to Texas. And buy yeah. Up to 10,000 people uh, can get into the stadium over there. So a little, uh, little lighter restrictions there. But, yeah, man, just a, an absolute roller coaster. And tonight, this this is our 2020 San Diego Padres tonight. I, I think, uh, and I'll let you touch on a little bit more, but – it feels like they, they were grinding out the approach the first two games, but it feels like tonight is when it's finally clicked, what they've been doing all year, just grinding out at bats, taking pitches, getting to the bullpen, waiting on that big pitch. It finally paid off this evening. Yeah, man. And you know what? That's It's like you said, that's what they've been doing all year long. For, the, for them to sit there and struggle in game one the way they did, struggle in the first half of game two, and not lose sight of what got them to where they were they stuck with the process and it paid off like they they weren't pressing and it, it's a young team so you would expect them to press but they didn't press they weren't pressing they went back to what they know and what do they know they worked the count they worked the shit out of the count they worked the shit out of the starting pitchers and that's how they scored their runs and that's what they did tonight against uh, Flaherty for for St. Louis who threw very well he did he got himself out of a number of jams the umpiring on both ends uh was awful the slobbering of Yadier Molina's 65-year-old penis was awful. <laughs> but uh, overall, yeah, I mean, Flaherty got out of a lot of jams. He got a couple of calls going his way, but he still, you know, he executed his pitches. I mean, we didn't, they didn't really drive the ball at all uh, off of him at all. He had a couple Hosmer with a huge opposite field double. Vintage Hosmer coming through. Uh, but I feel like that was kind of it. They didn't really hit the ball. Oh, oh we got a live caller in. We got our up. first caller. Who do we got? And I have uh, I have caller ID for this guy because oh. I already have him in my contacts. So let's go out to Carphone, California, where we have our very own Stephen Woods calling. Oh, oh. Stephen, react to me. I had to call uh, your podcast because I can't say fuck on the radio. <laughs> and, uh, what a fucking, what a... Motherfucking game! What a fucking series! I am, uh, dude. I'm, I'm a wreck. I'm still a wreck. I don't even know how to feel right now. I'm, I'm like, I can't believe what I just fucking watched. Just utter dominance, dominance from that team. From the unlikeliest of sources, too. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't Lamette out there dealing. It wasn't Clevenger. It was Johnny Holstaff. You had your bullpen arms. We started Craig Stammen, bro, and we fucking won this game. Craig. Scamming. <laughs> 45-year-old. Yes, dude. Un- it's unbelievable. I, uh, dude, uh, let me tell you guys about the absolute fucking torture chamber I was in all night. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, so we, had to, we moved today, which is in and of itself a nightmare, and we had the uh, cable guy was supposed to come, and he said, I'll be there between one and three. Oh, no. So game starts at game starts at four. I'm like, all right, you know, fucking whatever. I got a bunch of shit to do, no problem. So I look up and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's two forty five, the guy's not here. Finally, three thirty, he shows up and I'm like, dude, we're gonna be cutting this shit close. No problem. I'll turn on ninety seven three, the fan, home of the Padres, <laughs> on my radio.com app. At a kid. And uh, as I was sitting down enjoying some doghouse uh, listening to 97.3 The Fan, I noticed that at 3.30, the guy was out looking for cords and fucking around. Bro, This I didn't see one play of that game until the sixth 
kidding. Oh, my oh God. My God. Oh, yeah. So I listened to it, and it was fine. Like, it's great listening to it, but, man, you know, I I, uh, I get enough radio. I wanted some fucking video, dude. And I, when the guy finally got it on, he showed me how to use the remote. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, super. Got it. Yep. Yeah, right. Okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. Just get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my house. And uh, so I got to watch the last few innings, but Ted and Jesse got me through the you know, the first six, and, man, I just, uh, I'm just, I'm fucking elated. I'm elated for you guys, dude, and, um, you know, part of the reason I've become such a big fan of this fucking team is there's all the people that I've met in the decade that I've been here, all the guys, guys like yourself, both of you, um, you know, that fucking bleed for this team, and, you know, it, uh, it's just special, man. They're a special, special bunch. I've never seen anybody like Fernando Tatis Jr., um, and just all those guys playing so fucking hard for each other, dude. It makes me makes me fucking emotional watching that team, dude. They're not just another team. No and, question. You know, dude. And, and I'll tell you, I think you know, this is this next series is going to be a fucking battle. And who knows? I don't expect them to you know be able to cobble together four wins with Paddock and and Davies as their only two starters. But man, if any fucking team in the world can do it. It's this team. That's how I feel. Um, but, man, I just uh, I wanted to call and curse a lot because I never get to curse. And uh, that's really fun. It's, you know, it's the only thing I don't like about the radio is the the not being able to curse because, fuck, that was amazing. Well, man. it's, it's so like Mud fun. said. If you were on Sirius or XM, you could use that salty language to express how you <laughs> yeah, feel. Oh, dude, that, that's the perks of new media. That's the perks. That's the perks. <laughs> Literally the one perk of new media. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Woodsy. By the way, Woodsy, you let, have to get up at fucking 3.30. That's so. true. That's true. We record whenever we want. And honestly, from what I've heard, we make just as much money doing what we do. So. Absolutely We're all fake fans here, man. We're just trying to live the dream and uh, try to fit yeah, in the best it, we can. That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. Well, I love you guys, and I'm fucking... Uh, I'm 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 proud to know you, and I'm proud to be a fucking Padre fan today. I'll tell you that, man. It's it is a special, special. It was it's, what a what a fucking 24 hours it's been. It's no just, kidding, dude. No fucking kidding. Insane. Yeah. What a 24 hours. It's great. Just from being being almost dead down six to two to not even giving those motherfuckers one fucking run. Suck my dick. Fucking city of St. Louis. <laughs> Eat my ass, you fucking tasty white cardinal fan. I can't stand you. I can't stand you. You fucking pork rinds. All of you. All of you. Alright, Woods, I think we should cut you off before you get fired, my friend. Yes. That's fine. Maybe edit some of that. (laughs) Alright, hey, love you, man. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Woodsy. Later. All right. Well, that was uh, Woods from uh, 97.3 The Fan, home of the San Diego Padres. Oh, man. man is he, he fired up or what? Uh, <clears throat> Woods laying the pine, yeah. as they would say. Boy, oh, boy. But, but uh, he's right, man. You know, he's right. You look at uh, you look at them, the way that they just were able to grind down the Cardinals. And if you look at you look at the, the telecast with ESPN, dude. Oh, God. What they a were shit just show. sucking them off nonstop, dude. So to see our gritty little Padres, because I feel like every single story was about the Cardinals and how great the Cardinals are. And, oh, look at what they're doing, the Cardinals. And then to see the Padres just end up just coming out and just wrecking shop towards the end, dude, I couldn't possibly be more happy. You would have never thought. 
just if you if you didn't look at stats, right? They didn't show the stats. They didn't show uh, the records, and it was just a random playoff game. You would have never thought that the Padres were the second best team in the National League. Yeah. At no point in time, unless they specifically mention it, because Sutcliffe, especially a former Cardinal, was slobbering all over that team, yeah. especially Yadier Molina, giving him credit for catching a fucking foul tip. Like he really want like like that's an actual skill. It's like he closed his eyes, please. And I get it. Like the Cardinals deserve some credit. They like limped their way to the playoffs. They did have some adversity. I'm pretty sure I heard at least maybe maybe one time. I don't know if they brought it up, but how they lost like two weeks to COVID. I don't oh, know if they yeah. brought it up. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't catch. I'm surprised it, they were able to squeeze that in. Yeah, I'm surprised they were able to squeeze it yeah. in. And, and by the way, as I'm looking down at our recorder here, and we get another call coming in here. Um, as I'm looking down at the recorder, we got another call coming in, but I'm not sure how the levels are going to work <laughs> with how loud it is for you guys. So if you're listening on the podcast and whenever our, our callers talk, if it's real loud, I'm sorry, uh, but we've never done this before. And we'll probably never do it again, or maybe we will after we beat the Dodgers. But calling us now on the line, we have Padre Twitter legend, the dancing man down the first baseline, Ryan Cohen. What's up, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. It's so good to talk to you guys. I am on cloud nine. Where's this your voice? Awesome. How are you? Yeah, where's your voice, dude? Yeah, I can't even uh, hear you. My voice is shot. There's no, can you hear me at all? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, we can yeah, hear you. We know it's shot. you. I don't always sound like this. Uh, there's been a lot of yelling. I'm literally just talking with my gut right now. There's been a lot of yelling <laughs> in the last three days. The first day was ugly yelling. And the last two was a lot of, ah! Can you I'm believe it? Try it again, bro. Oh my god, Ryan. Let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm sure you've answered this multiple times, but you know it's it's been a long year. Can you remind our our Padre faithful, our 5.5 faithful, how old were you when the Padres made the playoffs back in uh, 06. in 06? 06. I was uh, I was five years old, and I became a Padres fan at six years. So this is my Oof. first Padres Oof. playoff team. Uh, I've, I've certainly sat through some tough Padres teams. Yes. Uh, we don't need to go over the names. You guys know them as well as I do. But uh, <laughs> this is not. special, man. This is really, really special. My phone's blowing up right now. I don't know if you can hear the text I'm getting, but a lot of people are very happy with this team. Oh, I'm so stoked. Now, Ryan, I have to know. I, I, I know that you wear the Will Myers jersey for good luck. I'm sure there's a sense of pride that comes with wearing that jersey now. Were you rocking that for this series? I'm glad you asked. I've moved on. You've moved on. Wow. What do you have now? But, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I love those 2016 jerseys. Okay. I hated the 17, 18, 19 jerseys. I always said as soon as they went to Brown, I would buy another real jersey. So I had the Will jersey from 2016. As soon as they went to Brown, I got my Tatis jersey. I've been wearing the Tatis jersey the last three games. First one wasn't so hot. In the middle of the first game, I switched to... I believe it was a Manny jersey, and that didn't work. So I stayed strong with Tatis yesterday, went all the way with Tatis today. Two W's, Tatis jersey's not coming off. It smells terrible because I'm just sweating. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Let's go, baby. Hey, oh, boy. What, what are you thinking for uh, for next series against the Dodgers? If we have Clevenger and or Lamette, let's go. Let's if we go. don't, we don't quit. If we don't, we don't quit. It's not over just because we don't have our two aces. Not two starting pitchers, our two aces. Our two bona fide ones. If we get one or both of them back, LA's shaking in their boots. Torture chamber, and you baby. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Say we go 0 and 3 and lose 15 nothing, just like it's the beginning of that 2017 season. Dear right? God. Let's say that. Yeah. This is just the beginning. We got next year and the one after that and the one after that. We're just getting going. Amen. And we're already doing this. Our 21 year old superstars hitting two home runs. <laughs> 
in a game. <laughs> hey, did Our you? Three hundred million dollar man's tying it up. Ryan, let, let me ask you this because I know you're a big Will Stan, just like me. I know you moved on from the jersey, but did you I'm laugh still at Will's? I'm Will's biggest supporter. I want to get that clear. Still love Will. Oh, oh. throwing bombs. Oh, and, and we love Will too, and we're a big Will house. But you got, dude, you got to admit, did you see the graphic last night where it had Tatis and Will Myers' goofy looking ass right next to Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth? That was funny as hell, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's that's three Hall of Famers and the guy with one L in his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, that was awesome I mean and too late it was 88 years to the day yeah if I have that stat right I mean just this team is special tonight we became the first team ever to have nine dudes throw a shutout yeah. ever not postseason ever period yeah. We're yeah. Go- we're, every day we break another record every day Tatis makes a diving play every day Will Myers steps up it's somebody Cronenworth a 26 year old rookie who's supposed to be a pitcher just hit a home run in a decision game <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dude, the thing that I can't get over is that Craig Stammen started this game, and they, and they scored started. nothing. We were like one and two-thirds. We had yeah. literally no pitching to the point where arguably our worst bullpen arm threw an inning and two-thirds of shutout pitching Yeah, today. Yeah, dude. We had no pitching to the point where people were like, hey, uh, Mitch Moreland, you think you got an inning in you? <laughs> Asking seriously. Yeah. yeah, and they were serious, and they were serious, so. I, I can't believe it, man. We pulled it off. It, it kind of feels like it's uh, it's one of those magical seasons. And, you know, I, part of me, you know, that, that pessimist in me thinks that the Dodgers are going to come and squash our dreams. But you know what, man? I've heard the term house money being thrown out a lot. We're playing with house money right now, man. So we might as well just let it ride and see what next week has in store. The Dodgers are good at one thing. And it's getting to October and it's choking in October. <laughs> and whether it's us or it's whoever is in the NLCS or the World Series, the Dodgers are going to go down. It would just be so much more glorious for it to be us. And if we, I really do believe that the winner of the World Series, at least at least the National League representative in the World Series, is coming out of this NLDS. Ooh. The Braves, who is it? It's Braves, Marlins? Yeah, not not worried about them at all. Yep. Not worried about the Braves and the Marlins. It's the Dodgers the Padres. It's, it's up to those two. We'll see, man. We'll see. And, and I hope that after the next series uh, we have another podcast and, and we'll talk to you at that time, Ryan. But, hey, uh, get your voice back. Thanks so much for calling in, man. And uh, we'll, we'll see you in this next NLDS, man. I want to say one last thing before I hang up. Go for it. Especially in this year when we couldn't all be a Petco loving and hugging each other. You guys, two huge ones, but just everyone on the Padres Twitter world and community, I cannot tell you how much it means to me tonight up here at school we're outdoors we're watching a monitor but how much it means to me when i shoot off a tweet seeing all the love that just reminds me how many people care about this team just as much as i do yeah. and it gets me so so you guys are two huge parts of that but just the whole community it's so freaking cool man it's so awesome i love you guys it really is ryan and you know a wise man once said life is better when the padres win so i've heard that one before enjoy it true. my man enjoy it. appreciate the call man have a good night you guys are awesome i'll talk to you later, later. take care ryan Man, yeah, I love it. What, a, that was what awesome. a nice young man he is. And you know what? What really stuck out to me, what Ryan said, is this is just the beginning. Yeah. It's just the beginning. You look at their arms. Tonight was a massive game. Like, you can't overstate how huge this game was tonight. Morahone came out, shoved. Patino came out, got the job done. This is valuable experience. Stamming. No, he's old as dirt. I'm talking about oh, our yeah, young guys. About the future guys. Yeah. Cronenworth came out. He came yeah. up huge today after those blunders. He didn't let that get him down. Like to see the guys who stepped up, to see them step up. Man, he's been in the league forever, but he's still a young guy. Yeah. To see them get that experience and have it be positive experiences. God, dude, I absolutely loved it. Nine pitchers. I think I don't know if it was in a, a thread that we had with Matt Fryers. I was talking to, you know people on Twitter, but I threw out somewhere, I'm like, just throw one guy an inning, 
and see how it goes. You mentioned a, a good point that Tingler seemed to be taking advantage of, at least today, in that once he pulled Stammen uh, with that uh, with that third of an inning left, he was basically, okay, I'm just going to let him go a full inning, but now I can pull them with one guy out in the uh, – or uh, with two out in the next inning and avoid that three-batter rule for e- each inning. How, how about – how ballsy – is Chase fucking Tingler? That took how, some brass nuts, man. How ballsy is he to go out there? And uh, I think it was Jay Jaffe, Mr. Pornstash himself on Fangraphs, who uh, put out there. He's also in the Yadier Molina. Is not a Hall of Famer camp. Good for him. Love him. But uh, he had put out there that of the guys that they had who were fresh, uh, and that was Stammen, Patino, and Altavilla. And I don't think the latter two had thrown in the series yet. But Stammen was the least worst option because he threw more strikes. But still, who who went, yeah, when you heard Stammen was going to start? I think it was a collective. Bro, Twitter melted down. Indeed, I've been off of Twitter most of today just because the last two days have just been, and understandably so, it's been exhausting. But I cannot imagine the wet fart that, that, sort of, that, that covered Twitter when Stammen was announced uh, as the starter. But what a ballsy move and, and uh, a, a fucking – complete shot in the dark and confidence in his entire bullpen staff yeah. for Tingler to go out there and basically it's like, hey, this is what we got. We, yeah. we blew it all up the first two games to try to win it. We're one and one. It's go home time. So all hands on deck, and indeed they were. And Trevor Rosenthal, man, Trevor Rosenthal, two games in a row he struggled yesterday, and he came out firing it. I think he had 100 a couple of times. Yeah, here's how much I love Trevor Rosenthal. I just had a tweet come across. <laughs> come across. You know, he's great with his post game. He is amazing. His post game memes and his Twitter. His Twitter game in general is great. Trevor Rosenthal. His post game tweet for today: three letters. L O L. That's fantastic, dude. That is. Fu- that's fantastic, man. Revenge uh, season for him and uh, Mr. Fam. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I can't get over it. I can't get over how much like. How much that this team came through for me because I was convinced that they were toast. Absolutely convinced oh, yeah. that they were toast, and they somehow got it done. It was a Tatis home run, man. Yeah, we've said it countless times. The media says it. Like this team, obviously, we rely on Manny. You know, Manny's the anchor. I think you know he's the, he's the big brother of the group, but Tatis is clearly the heart and soul of the team. And if he's clicking on all cylinders in front of Manny, in front of Hosmer. Then the team just jumps on his back and everything falls into place. That's what happened last night. I hit that three-run home run, and everybody was pumped, and all of a sudden it was just home runs everywhere all of a sudden, and, and that got us going. And then today he made a great play on defense. Uh, you know, Obviously, Cronenworth uh, came up big. Just a complete team, a legitimate team effort tonight using uh, all 18 players <laughs> to get the job done this evening. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's and you know what? It just kind of it goes back to what I was saying. They stuck with what they were good at. Yep. And you mentioned Tingler, and and I have pointed out when we were watching the game here that his his bit is to number one, he steals with two strikes. If yeah. there's two outs, he steals with two strikes. They didn't do that this much that much this series, but with their relievers to skirt the three batter minimum, he'll bring someone in when there's one out left. Um, yep. So they're able to go next inning. It's like, hey, if he gets in trouble, guess what? We're yanking him. So to see that, to see them go to that, and to see that work for them, uh, it, it was great to watch, man. And, and I'm thinking about how shitty. And they went through that stretch where their bullpen was so trash, like the first three weeks of the season or so. I feel like. And for them to come back and not not just put us on our back, but like carry us, <laughs> like they just hyped up Potato Chip Mountain and just <laughs> put us on our back and just piggyback right all the way yeah. to the top. And they took that 
stupid picture up on the top. It was just, uh, it was absolutely great. I have a few people who are uh, messaging me and texting me um, wanting to call in. And, and my favorite bit um, is people who are messaging me like, uh, hey, I want to call, but like, what's your number? And they're texting me this. <laughs> they're texting me. Hey, what's your, nu- what's your number that I should call? I'm like, motherfucker, if you can send me a text, then you can hit call. There's no special number this evening. There's no Google phone number. If, uh, you're, if, if you're well uh, versed enough with Eric, you're good enough friends, just call him. Tell him you're going to call, and then he'll answer the phone, and then we'll talk to you. Yeah. Exactly. Good so. luck topping Woods and Cohen, but nonetheless, you're welcome to call. Speaking of Ryan, big, biggest Will supporter, I believe I hear Talia's music right now. <laughs> By God, that's Talia's music. Dude, okay. So, you know, I have a really, really fucked up sense of humor. Yes. Right. As do I. I'm right Someone just you. taught me, and I'm not going to say who said this in the group chat because I don't want to out this no. person no, just no, no, in no. case. So, it just came out and it got shared in my group chat. I'll have to, I'll have to get to oh, this later because well, we, we have another caller on the line. We have another phone call on the uh, high speed sports wire. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say what I was about to say, anyways. It's okay, Corey Stewart. All right, <laughs> let's see who we have on the line next. We're going out to the Corky's hotline and uh, calling from Carlsbad, California, by way of Dusseldorf, Germany, and the nearest Chili's. <laughs> Drinking a, a Cadillac margarita, we have Sir Patrick Morgan at Uncle Pimo. What's up, buddy? No, this is Patrick. Guten Tag, auf geht's, Padres. You mean I can't fucking come inside to the Chili's? Come on, let me in. Uh, whatever. All right, well, I'm outside and actually in Peoria right now in a parking lot, but uh, close enough. Oh, man. Wow, dude. Dude, What's up, uh, man? Hi, Patrick. Uh, dude, chilling, chilling. I literally I just posted on my Instagram story. Dude, to put it in perspective, the last time the Padres won a postseason series, I was six years old and I was playing fucking Mario Kart and <laughs> Star Fox on my N64. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. So it's been a lot of shit since then. It's all gone downhill. But now we're we're here. Now we're here. Patrick. It's great. I think kind of the I think kind of the uh the story for us today on this podcast is getting up, trying to get over the fact that Craig Stammen started this game and we won. I don't think I'll ever get over that in my entire life. What were your thoughts when you saw that Craig Stammen was starting this game? <laughs> well, I mean, you saw what I tweeted out. And look, I've been very clear about not liking Craig Stammen uh, basically ever. But I trust in Jace Tingler, and that's the biggest thing. Jace Tingler so far has not let me down. There's been a couple of questionable decisions, but they've so far worked out, and I love that Cavalier attitude. And so when I saw that Stammon was the one who was going to start, I said, fuck it. I'm in, man. I'm in. I buy. I buy right now. And I got I got to hand it to the guy. Stammon nailed it. He did a great job. And it's a damn shame, really, that uh, you know the rules of the game say you got to throw five before you can get a win. Because, honestly, Stammen set the tone for the entire game, and he honestly deserved the win. And credit to him, man. I will stop talking shit about him until the next time he fucks up. But uh, <laughs> he did good. Yeah, man. Hey, so what are your thoughts for this next series against L.A.? Because you're, you're, well, you know, I, I should preface it with, um, if I am the, the darkest soul on Twitter as far as just doom and gloom, I think you're right behind me. You might even edge me out <laughs> as far as doom and gloom. So what are your thoughts going into well, let me, Arlington? Let me put it this way. If the Padres pull this off, I will renounce 
my Los Angeles Chargers oh, fandom. Wow. And for always. I will burn every jersey I have, and I will renounce it completely. And frankly, you know, I think it's going to be close. It really depends on if we can get Clev and Lamette back. And even if we don't, I think it can at least go four games. If we have Levin, uh, uh, Lamette and Clevenger, I think we could get it done in three. But it really just depends. It's going to be a close one, though. It's going to be a lot of gutsy close games. I don't think it's going to be anything like this Cardinals series. So uh, I'm excited either way. But if the bats can wake up, and I think they can do it, it's been close all in the regular season with the Dodgers, and I think it can get done. So... Either way, there's the incentive. Make me stop being a Chargers fan. Please, dear God, Padres, make me stop being a Chargers fan. That's all I want in life. <laughs> That's all we want in life for you, Patrick. Uh, first and foremost, I miss you, buddy, and I hope everything is well and good. I'm glad you're back in the good old U.S. of A. Uh, secondly, I wanted to ask, you being a, uh, a premier collegiate player and coach on the B team and playing in all kinds of tournaments and whatnot, you know just about as good as anybody at that level uh, how much a short series can be an advantage. So in a five-game set, I know you mentioned if we can get Clevenger and or Lamette back, obviously we're all confident. But if they don't, do you think there's still an advantage for the Padres in a five-game set where they, they, they just got to pull off three wins? Well, apparently they've shown that. They nutted out. Like I saw the stat where it was 26 pitchers in 27 innings to get the job done in this series. So... Yeah, certainly. I think it's possible. The thing is, the Dodgers are a much more dangerous lineup than the Cardinals. But still, I think, honestly, uh, you know, I think the Raza Twitter is not going to like this answer, but I think you give Paddock another crack and you give Davies another crack, and <laughs> I think they're going to do better than they did. And, uh, you know, you take your chances from there. And so, sure, I think we still have a chance even without Lament and Clevs, but I feel a lot better. <laughs> If those guys can throw. Yeah. yeah. Chris Paddock lover, Eric. Hang up on him. <laughs> you know, Pima, I know shit, right? I know that uh, half of you, it really pained you to say that. <laughs> oh, Cristobal Paddock? Yeah. <laughs> well, for all of our for all of our sakes, I hope that uh, this will finally get you to uh, denounce your uh, Chargers fandom. And uh, what will it take for you to give up soccer? And denounce ISIS. Oh, well, I categorically denounce ISIS in all shapes and forms, especially now that our beloved leader, Donald John Trump, is dying from the ISIS disease. But uh, (laughs) for what it's worth, if the Padres win the World Series, I will also categorically denounce football, foosball, football, football, soccer, forever and always. All 50 50 teams that you have for soccer, all those kits. (laughs) That's a lot of kits, man. All those scarves going down the toilet. We're talking Premier League. We're talking USL. We're talking MLS. Every single stupid soccer team you have, gone. Hey, man. I am loyal to the Padres. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Atta kid. Hey, uh, Landon Donovan and shit. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks so much for calling in, and uh, we hope to uh, help you denounce your uh, your soccer fandom and uh, your Charger fandom. We can only hope. All right, man. Love you, Patrick. Love you guys. Bye. Oh man, that was fun. Wow, man, he's gonna—that's gonna hurt him a lot if they win the World Series. Got to get rid of all those AYSO jerseys he's been rocking the last couple of years. Yeah, It'd be a tough decision, but big, big decision coming out of the uh, Morgan family. He will denounce. Now we've given Patrick a ton of shit over the years that we've known him for sticking with the Chargers, and we know he loves them. 
So that's a pretty big decision, Eric, to yeah. uh, to denounce the, the excuse me the Los Angeles Chargers if the Padres can beat the Dodgers. It really is. It really is. And uh, you know, he mentioned something. He mentioned uh, Lamette and Clevenger getting those two back. The post game presser last night. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Rosenthal. They were asking him questions, yes. and he strongly hinted that at least one of them was going to be yeah. back. If we get one of them back, it's a series. If we get two of them back. It's a series. Yeah. I think if we get both of those dudes back, we could legitimately win this series. But I put on Twitter. I put on Twitter yesterday, doom and gloom, because I was trying to set myself up to not get hurt again. I had my guards all the way up, and I said, "Hey, we're either going to get smoked tonight. If we're not getting smoked tonight, we're getting smoked tomorrow. If we don't get smoked tomorrow, we're going to get smoked by LA." So. After I saw last night, the way and the fashion that they came back and won the game with the bombs and just slamming the door shut, when I saw that and I saw Rosenthal drop those those hints, I thought to myself, just mm. give me one more game. And I don't know if you've seen that movie, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Have you seen that movie? No, I haven't. I've heard wonderful things. It's a true story about the pacifist who joins uh, the war, and, and, and all he does is go back in the battlefield and, and pick people up and save them. And part, the best part of the movie, you see him, he's hurting. He's on the brink of death, and he's running out to save him. He's like, I just said, please, Lord, give me one more. That's what I thought last night. Please, Lord. Give me one more. And with that, we have a uh, another phone call coming in, Eric. Who do we got this time? So I see Vista, California. I do not know who this is. Uh, it could be one of a couple people, but uh, hey, unknown caller, you're on the line, 5.5 Podcast. Who is it? React to me. It's uh, Change the Padres. Oh, my oh, God. No! The only guy that can air check Teddy Leitner. What's <laughs> going on, Marver? Man, uh, what a game. What a game! What a series! I thought it was over yesterday. Uh, in um, you know, at some point during the game yesterday, I felt I just couldn't watch. I I just couldn't sit there and watch them lose anymore. And uh, told the wife, "Lord, well, we're gonna get in the car. We're gonna go get dinner." So we went to In and Out. Okay. Got in the car, and by the time we got to In and Out, the Padres hit four home runs. The <laughs> fortunes turned, and uh, here we are. I'm about to shock in the beer. Things are great. I, I honestly can't believe it. It's like the, we're in the real playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I can't believe it. And, and the, the theme for this podcast has been we can't believe that we won the game that Craig Stammen started. Like, there's no way that the Padres should have been, as for as great as their offense is, there's no way, throwing what they threw out there in the mound, that they should have, number one, been in the series, and number two, won the series. Yeah, I was actually, so before the game, I, I felt like it, it was going to be the meme loss of the season. You know, that <laughs> they lose because they have to start Craig Stammen. You know, that it just felt like a perfect way for the Padres season to end. But uh, then he got on the hill, and they showed his stats on the year, and I did not realize he had a 20-4 to strikeout-to-walk ratio, yeah. which is pretty damn good. It seems like maybe he just had some bad luck uh, at the beginning of the season. So, um, yeah, uh, big brain play there by uh, Tingler to start Stammen, although I'm not sure it was really Tingler's decision. Um, and obviously, you know, there's not enough superlatives for the, not just the way the bullpen pitched tonight, but the way that the bullpen was managed. A uh, whole bunch of smart, you know, lefty-righty decisions. Um, I think there were may- maybe only one or two guys that, that got left in a batter too late or got pulled maybe a batter too early. But but otherwise, I mean, it was about as good as you can expect out of a bullpen day. No question, dude. And, and you say that it might not have been Tingler's call for who the starting pitcher was. Now, did A.J. Preller text you? Did he call you? <laughs> did he Google your, uh, your Twitter feed Skype? and DM yeah. you? How did this yeah. come about? Yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> Hey, AJ, <laughs> how'd you pick Stammen? 
No, but uh, you know, for real, though, it's it's uh, it's incredible. I'm uh, like I'm kind of speechless. It was it was weird. I was watching the game on the couch with a one year old. Obviously, he had no fucking idea what was going on. <laughs> you know, he's just kind of watching baseball. But when Cronenworth homered, he knew that I was excited and happy, and I got to give him a high five. And that's like my first Padres moment with my son, really. So yeah. it's it's been an incredible season. Um, you know, obviously, I hope they go much further. If they don't, you know, it'll be a bittersweet ending, obviously, against the Dodgers. But but right now, I'm on cloud nine. I'm super pumped. Um, I don't even care that we don't even have any starting pitching going into next series. We are alive. <laughs> We're one of the final eight teams, and we have a legitimate offense. It's it's incredible. Yeah, amen to that. After after all the shit that we went through, you know, you mentioned your uh, the moment that you had with the with your son, and that's what it's all about, man. It's building those memories. Right now, you know, before you know, as you know, before they get to that age, they're not going to remember, it, but we'll remember it, and we'll always have that uh, that memory and that time. And so, how the game ended tonight? We were all here watching the game together, and about seven. 7.30, 7.45 is when I put my son down for the night. So, you know, as a new dad, you know, you have to have the lights down low. You want to have it kind of kind of quiet. And when I tell you he just finished his bottle and I stood up to put him to bed, as that last out was made, as that strikeout <laughs> went, dude, we were there's three of us here, silent fist pumps. I had my son in one arm holding him up, trying to get him out of the way so he doesn't get punched in the face. Silent <laughs> fist pumps, dude. So, yeah, we all have our memories today with, with our boys for sure. So. so, so now what? <laughs> now? I mean, obviously, we're all going to be hungover tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> in terms, of, in terms of baseball, now what? I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious to get your guys' opinion of what's going to happen with the pitching next series. I, I've been told, and you know, I say reliable source. This person's fed me like maybe two pieces of information that were actually true over the years. That Lament is not available next series. Oh wow! Obviously, that's not what we want to hear. And, and who knows if that's even true. Could be a smokescreen, could just be bullshit. I'm getting fed by someone who got lucky. You never know. Um, but if they don't have Lamette and they don't have Clevenger, what the hell are we going to do? I mean, it's the Dodgers. It's a five-game series. I'm, I Seriously, I don't even know where, where to begin. Well, my first question, because I don't, I don't know. I haven't been paying attention uh, to – Shocker. Well, I know, I know that they didn't have any days off for this series. Are they supposed to play five in a row for the NLDS as well? Five in a row? I, I Honestly, I have not looked at the schedule. I, I started doing this thing, and this happened years ago. Uh, this is actually a the, don't talk about the Chargers moment, but <laughs> when the Chargers made the playoffs a while back and it looked like they were going to be facing the Pittsburgh Steelers in the next round, I spent that whole week leading up to the Jets game just researching the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, of course, the, the Chargers lost to the Jets. And I promised myself at that moment I would never research future playoff shit as long as I lived for my favorite teams. Now, unfortunately, my favorite teams have, like, not made the playoffs since then, really. So it's been – I haven't really got to put this, this life lesson to use, but this year I did it. I did not look at anything related to the NLDS uh, or NLCS except for potentially where the games would be played in case I want to travel and, uh, and go to the games. So I honestly have no idea. Well, no, no idea if it's five straight games or if there's a day off. I mean, they got to give them at least one day off, right? I, I feel like you got to do something like that. Otherwise, I mean, every team's going to struggle with pitching. Well, we have our, our stat man here in the background, and he's telling me based on a quick Google search, at least until the World Series, it's going to be five and then seven straight. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah, so that I think – I don't know about Lamette. My inside sources, who have a pretty good track record, um, have not said anything. 
but I don't know about Lamette. I would hope we'd get if we can get one of Clevenger or Lamette back, then I think we've got a shot. Because then you have Davies, who I think in his two starts pitched pretty well against the Dodgers. Um, and of course, then you have Clevenger at the top. And then you can kind of smoke and mirrors your way to try to get that third win. And one of those guys is going to get a second start anyways. So uh, if you can push it to five. So I think they'll be okay. But if, if not, clearly they're pushing the narrative of trying to get Paddock some redemption. Obviously. I don't like that idea at all. Because even when he was good, the Dodgers teed off on him. Um, so yeah. It, it, I- I, I, I'm worried we're going to see Joey Lucchese in oh, uh, oh, important innings here. I, and, and like, honestly, I don't know what, what options they have. Like, they don't have, like, if, if it's honestly 12, basically 12 straight games over 12 days, there's just not even enough pitching to go around unless they use a Lucchese or uh, surprise pitch Mackenzie Gore and who knows how many innings he can even throw. I, I honestly, I, I was looking at the roster tonight, and I don't know how they're going to figure it out. Um, they really, I mean, I think the, the best solution for them is just a miracle seven or eight inning start out of Chris Paddock, which <laughs> I, I mean, Craig Stammen pitched it flawlessly tonight, so I've been surprised recently, but but I just don't know. I, I'm, I'm a bit worried, but I'm not going to, not going to worry about it tonight. Definitely going to celebrate. Part of me wonders, part of me wonders if we, if we see Mackenzie Gore make his debut next series, uh, him or Ryan Weathers. What if Ryan Weathers is that guy that comes up? I mean, Dodgers, everyone says Dodgers struggles. They struggle against lefties. So if it's not Gore, maybe it's Weathers. I mean, we I think we could see one of those guys maybe make their debut next series. And, man, what a spot to put him in. Toss him right into the fire. Yeah, I wouldn't be – honestly, I, I don't think Mackenzie Gore is a bad decision at this point. Like, if you're piecing together bullpen days every three games, I, I mean, there's just no way – it's not sustainable – yeah. We kind of know what Joey Lucchese is. He is he is an average major league pitcher. He's a bit smoke and mirrors, like right. I, mean, I think his delivery got him probably a bunch of his value at the beginning of his career. He can't go very deep into any into games either. So like, it's not like Lucchese has a huge leg up on Mackenzie Gore in that sense. I just feel like you go upside, and if you feel like Mackenzie Gore is even close to being ready to pitch at the major league level, I just you know, fuck it. I think you just throw them out there and you see what happens. Yeah, no um, question. I mean, if, if you look at it and you look at where they're at, and Woods was saying that this morning on uh, Ben Woods, uh, home of the Potters, 97.3, the fan, uh, he was saying if you throw <laughs> Gore out there and you lose with Gore, no one's mad at that. It's like, hey, we did what we could, especially knowing Lamette is probably out, Clevenger may be out. If you throw Gore out there and you lose, hey, man, like, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, what's the worst yeah, that could happen? Like- the worst that could happen is he doesn't do well and he gets pulled after an inning or two. You know, I, I totally agree with you, but I, I wouldn't say that no one's going to fault them. Have you ever read the Padres forums or the Padres <laughs> Facebook comments? Oh god, they're going to get shit if they pitch McKenzie Gore, even if he pitches brilliantly. I'm sure they'll get get some shit from, from fans on that that uh, forum. But but no, I'm with you. I, I think at this point, especially because it's the Dodgers, it's um, you know as good as the Padres offense is, they're going to be an underdog in the series. I think you need some sort of X factor. Um, I thought starting pitching was going to be the X factor. I, I honestly, I like Lament and Clevenger more than Bueller and Kershaw. And I know some of my daughter fans will probably give me shit for that, but I thought that was an advantage the Padres had. And and without those two, I mean, I don't feel very good about pitching Zach Davies. So I still, I still don't really believe that much in Zach Davies <laughs> and Chris Paddock, who it's really hard to believe in at this point. I mean, that just feels like a tremendous disadvantage, let alone the third game where it's bullpen day versus you know, Dustin May or whoever it is the Dodgers are throwing out there as their third starter in the series. So 
I don't know. I'm, uh, but like I said, tonight there will be alcohol flowing, <laughs> and then tomorrow I'll drink a bunch of water, and then I'll start thinking about, or maybe start worrying about it. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Two, two very quick questions before I let you go. Number one, what's the order in and out for you? Uh, that's a great question. So last night it was a cheeseburger animal style and a strawberry shake. Attica. But normally, normally I do cheeseburger animal style, and then I also get. Uh, raw onion in addition to grilled onion. Oh, but I, I uh, cut that out because I had to eat in the car, and it's just too messy when I get too much shit in there. Yeah. Um, I used to do the animal style fries, uh, uh, but they're so messy in the car, and honestly, that's that's uh, you know another 600 calories I don't need. So, <laughs> trying to not that the strawberry shakes very healthy, but uh, you know. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm a big strawberry shake guy myself for sure. And then second question before I let you go, it's been a long time since you recorded on your own podcast, Quintelligence Pod. <laughs> Over under one yeah. hour after I put out this pod that HJ starts blowing up your DMs. So here's the deal. The last two times I've tried to podcast with HJ Preller, he has had some technical issue that's that's stopped it from happening. So oh. Last time we literally recorded for like an hour and a half. It was a good podcast. And he's like, oh shit, I didn't press record. <laughs> On his end. So I have an hour and a half of me, of my audio with nothing and I was like maybe I could just publish this half podcast and I listened to it in like two minutes in I was like this would be the most dog shit podcast <laughs> of all time this is like if Mickey Coke had a podcast this oh, is like God. bad quality uh, and then the other time he just had a technical issue where he couldn't like we, we all got on the call at the same time myself Corey and uh, HJ and his connection was so dog shit we had to cancel recording after half an hour of trying so <laughs> so it's not all my fault it's mostly my fault no question about that but I think we'll record here uh, shortly um, you know it's it's been a long time coming I feel like a lot of the the uh, the um, I mean especially after tonight Hosmer's big hit and, and just where the franchise is I think it's good to go back through some of our old episodes and maybe reflect on where they are and and uh, talk bigger picture. I know it's it's it's, uh, and I hope you guys are going to talk a whole lot of Dodgers Padres here. But for me, I think sometimes I like to sit back and and just reflect on some of the low points in the franchise and how we got to where we are. <laughs> I'm hoping we get that podcast in before the next series, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm open that too. And you know, it's funny. I, I haven't heard the that was the Marver Bot five thousand a lot ever since Hosmer started getting good. <laughs> oh, I, I know. I haven't heard that. Well, don't worry. So I've been listening to a bunch of our old podcasts and writing down the times, you know, that HJ <laughs> said something that's now humiliating. For example, in the middle of last year where he said the Nationals weren't a threat and I didn't have to worry about them, uh, and then they won the World Series. That's just one example uh, of what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I have like 80 Hosmer ones and maybe like 20 Will Myers ones. It's going to make for a great podcast at some point. Oh, This sounds like season. a great remix. Yeah. It's yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be great. That's, be great. Well, we're looking forward to it, man. Well, hey, we appreciate you calling. Uh, we'll see what, we'll see what the next series has, but uh, tonight's all about uh, letting the liquor flow for sure. So uh, thanks yeah, for calling Enjoy in, it. man. Thanks for yeah, calling, Marvin. Thank you, guys. Later. Yeah, later. Well, well, well. Wow, royalty. Indeed. Royalty. Mr. V-neck it. himself. I knew that son of a bitch was going <laughs> to drop in a Hosmer, a Hosmer line to rub it in everybody's faces. If you guys to are not To be fair, aware, I set yeah. him up for it because – when I, the first time I met him, actually the only time I met him was at... Um, Opening day? No. Oh, no, I met him a couple times. Sorry. But both times I think I met him, he was wearing a Hosmer jersey. Yes, he bought one. I was going to say. He's one of the few yeah. that have bought a Hosmer jersey and was proud of it. Yeah, when they signed Hosmer, I remember him stating, where can I get a Hosmer jersey? And a lot of people gave him the DH gate. And he's like, you know what? I want to buy the authentic. Yeah. I want to support the team for spending the money because... And, and I may get this wrong, so so Marver, if you are listening afterwards, and I'm sure you will, because like me, you love the sound of your voice. 
<laughs> so you can DM me if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that uh, your your logic behind the signing of Hosmer was, well, they're probably not going to be in any of the free agents the following year, so they might as well spend the money and sign Hosmer right now. I wonder if he's going to put that part the year since they signed Machado. Yeah. After, during the year where they probably won't sign anybody. But uh, that was nice to have Marver call in. He's been... Uh, been on hiatus yeah. uh, as of late. He comes up, stands up for his Brussels sprouts here and there. But <laughs> for the most part, uh, he's been pretty quiet raising his kid out there. And I believe he's in San Aleo Hales. Yeah, it was uh, uh, it, it was great to hear from him for the uh, new dad chat. was a was yes. a great feature. But, yes. Um, yeah, you know, as, as we're looking forward to it. And, and, you know, like you said, now's the time to celebrate. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll look into the Dodgers series. I think we'll probably record a podcast maybe during the series, depending yeah. on how it goes. <laughs> maybe, maybe a quick preview. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, uh, you know, it, it is a time to celebrate. It's a time to look back at where we were and, and kind of how we got to where we are. <laughs> and we saw Machado today. I forget exactly what happened in the game, but um, he's the guy. We are not where we're at without Manny Machado. No. Even if Tatis is as good as Tatis is, we, we're nowhere near where we're at right now without Manny Machado. I feel like he's been the guiding light that has got us to this point. He's been a fantastic role model and guy to look up to for Tatis. And just seeing how well he's integrated himself into this team, into this clubhouse, and into this city. And, uh, you know, you kind of go but to Ryan said about how it's just the beginning. Like, he's planted the seeds for hopefully a very fruitful and plentiful tree to be here in San Diego for a long time. Yeah, I agree. And, and to... To uh, Sutcliffe, Rick Sutcliffe, former Padre broadcaster, Rick Sutcliffe's credit. <laughs> I'll tell you what, partner. As terrible as he was for about 95% of the series, he did two things. He talked up Austin Nola a lot. They're big fans of Austin Nola. Yeah. And the other thing he had mentioned, I, I want to say it was yesterday, and you mentioned that he brought it up, but that you know Manny Machado got a lot of flack uh, before he came here as this lazy, dirty player. He didn't try, he didn't hustle. And Sutcliffe made it a point to say in the broadcast, you know, he's shown Tatis the way. You know, he's been the mentor to Tatis to show him the way to play the game, to set an example. Yeah. Um, and if there's one thing that I think that Manny does not get enough credit for, it's the role model that he really is. Because Tatis looked up to him anyways. There's this game Tatis caught that Manny was playing. Um, and he was talking about it before we even signed him. And then uh, I wonder if I, I don't even, maybe have been when the Dodgers were here or something. But Tatis was live at a game. He put on Instagram that he was live at a game watching Manny. Was excited. Oh, it was yeah. L.A. At, in Arizona. There you go. Yeah. And um, so it was always that exciting. And then we signed him. And the first thing we thought, like, dude, he's he's perfect. Yeah. You know, to mentor because he was Tatis at one point. You know, he was that that budding twenty year old superstar. Um, at this point. You know, Padre fan or not, if, if you cannot buy into Manny Machado, what he means to this club, not just the production on the field. He's been an absolute star. He's been an MVP player this year, worth every penny. Um, but if, you, if you're if you not buying into that as a person, as a man, that he is exactly what this franchise needed, as that leader with swag who has been there, who's also struggled. He was on some crappy Orioles teams. Yeah. He went to the Dodgers to go to World Series, and he chose to come here. Like, yeah, he could have went to the White Sox. He could have went to the Yankees, the Phillies, other teams that offered him um, – Big money, maybe not the money we offered. So obviously the money was the the big deciding factor, but he still chose to come here. I do wonder if people thought during his press conference, like, I just came here because we offered the most money. But the more I look at it and the more you see things unfold, the more you find out supposedly he was shown the jerseys before uh, they were unveiled last year Mm -hmm. when they were trying to pitch him to sign here. Like, the more that comes out about him, the more genuine he comes off. Because he's not Mr. Soundbite. You know, he's not Tatis where he's, you know, all this charisma. He's more 
soft-spoken and directed. But the more that he's around, the more and more I think people should buy into, like, he didn't just sign here because of the money. Was it the deciding factor? Probably. But the other factors involved, the young ball club, the quick turnaround time to compete, Tatis and being a mentor, I think those are all big factors. And you're seeing that play out. And I'm glad at least somebody in the national media, even though he's terrible most of the time, pointed it out so everybody in the back could hear it. Yeah, that, that was that was great to see. And, you know, it's just <laughs> – I was thinking this morning before the game, and, um, you know, it's just – and, and I mentioned again, thinking about how we got here, I was thinking about those those times with Jeff Morad. Uh, the payroll's going to uh. start with a four, and we lost our shit. Hell yeah, it's starting with a four. We're going to have a $40 million payroll. To have that, to just have the nightmares that have happened from a PR standpoint with this team, and to just have the absolute trash that we've had. Like There, was, there were legitimate times where I'd be like, Oh fuck yeah! Alex Dickerson's coming up next inning. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Uh, someone's about to get on, and we might have two guys on for Ryan Schimpf. And like to see where we were at that time, to be here, it's just incredible. And and for anyone, you know, f- for me personally, bandwagon fans that that come on board, I'm cool with it. The more the merrier. But for those of us that were truly here this whole time and who know exactly what I'm talking about when I talk about the struggle that we've been through, this game tonight this series and how the momentum swung into our favor is it's there's nothing better there's nothing better and it tastes so sweet right now and even even if we go out and sure this might be loser mentality even if we go out and get smoked by the dodgers i will never forget these last two games and how they pulled this series out i'll never forget it no absolutely not and uh i I wouldn't say it's loser mentality because we don't want that to happen you can, you can say, you know, you, we don't want it to happen, but it can happen. You can say, you know what, yeah, that sucked, but, man, that wild card series was something else. Yeah. You know, because, again, it's just the beginning. They're building know? blocks. Yeah. We're not the fucking Cubs who had, like, you know, no pitching and no position players or free agent signings that they went into other than Darvish ever panned out after that one World Series. Like, they completely tanked. We're not the Cleveland Indians where, you know, they look good because they play in the Central or the Twins because they play in the Central, yeah. and then they get knocked out by, you know, actual good teams like the Yankees. Like, the Padres this season went 6-4 and four against the Dodgers, and all of that was without Clevenger. Yeah. Um, and a couple of those games, I mean, there was one game where, you know, we had the base, I think the bases were loaded for Cronenworth, and he just choked and swung at a bad pitch, but it's like we were not blown out each and every one of those games. A couple of those games, yeah, they legit beat us, but those games in aggregate were a lot closer than a six and four record would lead you to believe. It could easily be Padres six and four over the Dodgers as opposed to four and six. So um, absolutely not a loser mentality to say if they get swept, you're happy tonight. Let's live tonight. Let's enjoy it. This has been a long time coming. We have waited starting with nine. You see, my first year as a Padre fan was 95. Yeah. It was the first year. The first year I played was the first year I really got invested in the team. Big Tony Gwynn fan. So, 96, I was like, oh, man, we're a good team. We're the playoffs. It was that magical weekend where they clinched. And then the Cardinals bounced us out. <laughs> like, oh, great. And then I was at a Petco game in 05 when Pujols absolutely crapped all over Woody Williams. David Eckstein went yard in that game against Woody Williams. Yeah. And then uh, my cousin, who's still here, AJ, he's still here, uh, <laughs> eating wings, watching the Lakers uh, win. Uh, we went and sat on the American Airlines seats 
in uh, 06. Yep. And uh, got to see uh, David Wells start and lose that game. So, um, again, against the Cardinals, which they were eventually eliminated. And you're right. The Morad years, Adrian leaving because we didn't pay him. Peavy leaving yeah. right before he got paid. Peavy leaving right before his, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just you know, shipped out of town. Rizzo leaving, you yeah. know, Josh Burns not having any direct, like not a bad GM maybe, but just not having any direction. Like just a rudderless ship. For all those that left, they led to those that arrived and that and those that are going to stay for for a very long time. That is very eloquent. You could put that on a shirt. Yeah, I, I thought about that all on my own. So. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, we appreciate everyone that called in uh, from Woodsy, uh, Ryan Cohen, uh, Pimo, uh, Marver. Did I miss anyone? Jesus, we have uh, star-studded no. lineup yeah. here today. That was amazing. Thank it, you guys we, very much. We started recording. We're like, ah, well, fuck minutes. it. It'll be thirty minutes, <laughs> and here we are at about an hour. So for everyone that called, uh, you know, thank you so much for that. Next series, I mean, um, who? Kn- oh, 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 we have one a more last call. minute. Hang on, hang on. God damn it. AJ Preller. Hold on. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah, no, we're recording. Sorry. You called too late, man. We, we're an hour in. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. Love you. Okay, bye. That was AJ Preller. I had to tell him, cool, that, cool. I had to tell him that we couldn't talk right now. I'll call him after yeah, the recording. He told me but. after he mentioned you on DS, he slid into your DMs uh, with this burner, which yeah. we are not. Okay, don't ask us. Don't slide into our DMs. Don't try to slide into Rasa Twitter. Don't tag us. Okay? We're not gonna leak aj's burner okay nope. it's only for eric to i don't know it yeah. okay? i don't know it i saw screenshots he blanked out the name so I all i know is it exists eric yep. has his number he's nice enough to call but it's just a little too late i won't let you know his burner number i won't let you know his phone number i won't let i won't let you know his measurements the girth burner number <laughs> i won't let you know the girth or the length so he uses a burner phone is he like uh jason Bourne? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, let's see what we got next series. Uh, again, I've heard the term a lot, house money. We're playing on house money, so uh, let's, let's take this gamble to uh, to Texas and see what we got uh, going next. So we'll talk to you guys later. We're out here.